0: What's up? Hello, everyone. This is our introduction. This is our introduction.
1: It sure is, and it's a great one.
0: I'm excited. It's going well already, I think. Who are you? I am Casey Hills. Probably shouldn't have said my first and last name for the internet to hear. Well, I can bleep that I in post. A... I won't, but I could. No, 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 don't worry about it. I, I am the, uh, I'm the guy who's going to be running this thing. Who are you? I'm Kaiser Sose. No,
1: I'm Kaiser Sose.
2: Sure.
0: I will believe that both of you are until evidence uh, satisfactory to me is presented otherwise.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm Anthony, uh, last name redacted, because this may be posted and I don't want people to find me. Uh,
1: my name is Dylan, and uh, also last name redacted, but we're not related. Redaction, no relation.
0: Right. There we go. Accurate. and we have gathered here on this fine Sunday afternoon. Ooh, we sure have two gets and, and that's been a story in and of itself <laughs> uh, We have gathered here for the purpose of playing fate accelerated with a uh, with a crispy flavorful layer of the Dresden files slathered on top like the glaze on top of some scones. Um do you blaze a scone? I do. Okay.
2: Jackie wants to know what kind of scones.
0: Um, I just always made basic scones and I made like this cinnamon cream sugar mixture that I would put on top and it would get crispy and nice when you bake them.
2: That, that is oh, my fiance in the background, if you guys can actually hear her. We can be joining us in this campaign eventually, but as of now she is working on homework.
0: <clears throat> Which is totally fair.
2: Or supposed to be, but she isn't.
0: In theory, in theory.
2: Okay, so we
0: are here playing Fate Accelerated, which is a less mechanically inclined game than those we may have played in the past, much more based on characters and narrative and feelings and things like that. So in that vein, um, both character creation and setting creation are done communally. Right. Yes. So, um, have I
1: mentioned that we're we're doing this Dresden Files?
0: I I think in the in the in the in the rambling nonsense I I rattled off earlier, I did mention that there's going to be a veneer, a patina of Dresden Files on <laughs> okay, top. Great. Yes. Uh,
1: so there is a Dresden Files RPG
0: that we're yeah. not using, not yet. Anyway.
1: Who knows what the future may right. hold?:
0: Yeah, in the event that we that we like the fate system and we like what it's got going on, uh, we may upgrade to the full and proper Dresden files RPG uh, the core rule books for which would easily stun a burglar, and that has always been my definition of great art. So let's see here, gentlemen, tell yeah. me, do you have any idea? What kind of setting we would like? I know there's been a little tiny bit of discussion. We could do this um, pre Dresden, para Dresden, post Dresden. We could do it in a slightly different timeline where things happen differently. What what sounds good to you guys?
1: Well, so
2: I... go ahead. Go ahead, Dylan.
1: Uh, so I had the thought that we could uh, we could set this sort of around the beginning of the first book. And assume that Dresden doesn't exist, and just see where that takes us. Oh, all right. Timeline-wise, uh, not necessarily in Chicago, but
0: right. So late nineties. Sure. Okay,
2: that sounds good to me. Um, I was thinking somewhere close, closer to where we live,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, so mm-hmm. we can kind of familiarity with the area. Desert
1: like, wizards.
2: I or, don't want to play you know,
1: a fantasy game in the desert. <laughs> I, I play fantasy games to get away from the desert. <laughs> that's fair.
0: That's reasonable.
2: Uh, Angeles?
0: Well, and that's another consideration. Um, the, the Dresden Files RPG proper assumes an urban setting. Do we want to do a big city? Do we want to do a small town? Do we even want to do America?
1: I think America's the right way to go, just because it's what we're familiar with, and so that gives us sort of the most...
2: Well... Uh, That that gives us
1: a a certain familiarity with, like,
0: what we're talking about. And because it's number one. Boom. That, well, sure.
2: We're number one. We're number one. We sure are. Okay, so, late 90s. America.
0: Picture it in your minds. We were children. Anyway, um, so, Dylan doesn't want to do a desert setting. That's fair do we or do we have it, any like, idea
1: predominantly if we end up in the desert that's fine
0: but yeah that's you know we'll we'll, we'll see what's up do we do we want to do uh, a big city where where threats and intrigue are thick and fly furiously do we want to do a small town where uh mystery could be around every corner something in the middle
2: what about a suburb of Los Angeles? Okay. So we have the small city feel while being right next to the big city.
0: You just want to go to Amoeba.
2: No. <laughs> want to go to Meltdown.
0: Yeah, me too. So when you say a
1: suburb of Los Angeles, like, what kind of area are you talking?
2: I, I have no idea. Yeah,
0: because that's, that's super <laughs> yeah. broad.
1: So... Right, so I guess it's worth noting for the viewers at home, we are all from Southern California. It's true. So, talking about like familiarity with setting, this makes mm-hmm. an amount of sense for us.
0: Yeah, because um, suburb suburb of Los Angeles can mean a lot of things. I mean, there's, um, I, I always considered you know like like Van Nuys and, and Simi Valley to be really cool places because that's where I grew up with you know my grandparents and I'd always go see them and it's this really old but poorly maintained. Area, yeah, like, uh, like it, it kind of like if Portland just forgot to take care of itself. So, <laughs> yeah. so like Portland. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. Why don't we do it in Portland? You have you have hipster wizards and yeah, and, and wizards. vegan vegan uh, uh, werewolves.
1: You and... know, I don't know much about Portland, but like that actually does sound like uh, that does sound like a, a good option, just because it's. It's close to the sea, yep, it's a metropolitan area, but not a huge one. It's not New York or Los Angeles,
0: right. We can do all the twilight parodies we want, exactly, all of
2: these things, okay, so Pacific I War. I can
0: be a hipster fairy
2: can't be fairies. We already talked Why? about this, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute
0: we'll, we'll, we'll look. <laughs> Look, there, there could be plenty of Fae influence here and there, but I think just starting out as a fairy, at, you know, slap bang from the beginning, is, is probably uh, something we'd stumble with a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so if we want to talk um, Fae bloodlines or influences or pacts or blessings or curses or whatever, that's definitely, definitely something we can work with. Okay. Um, so Pacific Northwest, I think, is where we're kind of landing. Yeah.
2: Northwest Passage. Let's there do it, we... in Twin Peaks.
0: Oh, oh God! <laughs> you know, Twin Twin
1: Peaks. I would love to do, but it seems like it's just too small a town for yep. the kinds of things yeah, we're talking about. No. Like yeah, I think, fine, I think we fine. visit Twin Peaks. Cool. I don't think yeah. we reside in Twin Peaks.
2: Also, it's an interesting. It's going to be an interesting aspect to live in a city with wizards where it's so wet because yeah. that's yeah. going to. Issues for
0: that's a, that's a very stuff that point. they're
2: going to have to try to overcome. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> Humidity. I'm Making a note of that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, We're and done. and the the rain and and all
0: these other things. Yeah, all kinds uh, of things. It's gonna it's gonna lend a very distinctive flavor to the supernatural community, it, and I it, think that's cool. What's in, that I, then? Okay. In, very good. I, go ahead, Dylan.
1: Am I mistaken, or is is there a river that runs through
0: Portland? There is a river that is the Willamette.
1: Okay. So that's interesting, because it means... Like, uh, it means that wizards can't... Like, if, if I wanted to do something like tracking... Right. It wouldn't go across that river, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, unless you went on the
2: bridge, I guess... I'm sure there's a bridge. Well there there
0: definitely is a bridge. Right. Do we do...
2: I mean and couldn't you couldn't you realistically take like a plank and set it across the river and have it track through that way?
0: I guess it depends on the strength of the signal we're talking about. Because it, running running water is given as pretty much the, the ultimate uh Mr. Clean magic eraser. Right. So, I, I think if we were dealing with a really, really strong scent or signal or aura or whatever you want to call it, that could probably hold against running water for a little while. But if it was just a low-level practitioner just hopping over the Willamette, then I, I think he'd be pretty much gone in the clear.
3: Okay.
1: So, and and that's a that's kind of a question for later. Yeah. But, um, but you know, just another thing to note about the city, I guess. Okay. Okay, so do, so
0: do we want to say Portland, but give it another name, basically? Uh, we can just call it Portland.
2: Okay. Yeah, we can do it. I mean, it's... Dresden doesn't live in some place like Chicago. Dresden lives in Chicago, so...
0: Right. I, I'm being asked about the, uh, about the viability of a bag of wheat thins. Give me just a second here.
1: <laughs> the viability of a bag of wheat thins. Well... I mean, it seems like a strong play.
0: I mean, just from a tactical standpoint, like, wheat yeah. This just in, wheat fins are delicious. Are delicious. <laughs> anyway, did I hear Jackie shout Landport in the background? Yes! Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Let's call it Landport. Isn't that just a garage? The <laughs> Landport sounds
2: to me like. like we're in a desert civilization and views <laughs> instead of seaports.
0: We are, man. It's a desert of culture. It was funny when you guys acted. Anyway <laughs> Okay, so what kind of characters... Phony, I, I know you've made very clear your desire to uh, either be a fae character or have a fae influence or origin or bloodline. I don't, blood
2: like, don't want to have, like... I don't want to be origin, like, influenced. I want to be a fae, but if I can't, I'm thinking of either some somewhere along the line of uh, What's-His-Face, the the mob boss.
0: Fal- Falcone?
2: Yeah,
0: Falcone or uh, uh, Falcone a Denarian. Is. Denarian.
2: But, Falcone is, is Batman. Like, Falcone is Batman.
0: Um, how about wait? Oh, gentleman Johnny Marconi. Yeah,
2: Marconi. Falcone, Falcone is Falcone
0: is yeah. Okay, um, Tony, how about this? How would you feel about being a changeling?
2: Like, like uh, the alphas. No, 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 no.
0: Like a, um, like a fey changeling, like you were a, uh, like some, some fairies came along and pulled a switcheroo on some, uh, unwitting human couple and left you in the place of their precious and presumably delicious natural progeny. And as you, uh, as you mature, your, your fey <laughs> traits become more and more
2: apparent. Like, that, okay, so can you, cause I've, I, you know, I went through the entire series, but... I did it all at once, so sure. it's kind of blur. Are there any predominant changelings in this series that we?
0: There are. There was one. I think she was called Gretchen, but I could be wrong. It was fairly late. I know she was close with the Summer Court, and she did at one point have to choose between her Fey nature or human nature. Oh,
2: okay. Uh, she became one of them. Became the Winter Lady.
0: I think so. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the summer lady. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that that's perfect for me. Yeah, okay. Cuz it's half you're half fae and and then at some point you have to choose whether you mm-hmm. want to be all human or all fae. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay.
0: okay. Well, and and that leads that leads into um the character sheet which is freely available uh at evilhat.com um, or .org or whatever it is, the people who make this game. Uh, and the fate accelerated rules are actually freely available in PDF form as well. I shelled out for a paper copy because I am in fact a luddite, but uh, you guys can do whatever you want.
2: Anyway, C- yes sir. Do you want to give us an overview of the fate system? How it works? I I read through it. You know, a lot of it was confusing to me, and I hasn't haven't had that time to read the what, listen to the critical hit podcast.
0: Sure. Okay. Yeah, how it works is uh, this. It's pretty much as diametrically opposed to the hard, crunchy D20 system as as I've ever seen a thing be. Um, And it works like this. You have your character, and you have what are called aspects, which are broad, descriptive things about your character that are important to your character, Um, And it can be an item, it can be a phrase, it can be a memory, it can be any kind of thing. Uh, I remember specifically in the Dresden Files RPG book, they presented Harry's character sheet, which was rife with confusing minutiae. That is one of the reasons I opted to go with the Fate Accelerated system in the first place. But some of his aspects were things like uh, my mother's pentacle. And another one was chivalry's not dead, damn it. (laughs) and the point of Aspect is that they are descriptive of your character and can play into your character's life in a variety of ways. They can be useful, they can cause trouble, and that's actually a core mechanic of the game, is uh, a currency called Fate Points, which you use to do cool stuff. But the way in which you get Fate Points is when I, VGM use one of your aspects against you. So, for example, let's let's go back to Harry Dresden's character sheet there. Um, if I wanted to make a situation more interesting, I could offer a character playing Harry Dresden a fate point in exchange for allowing me to compel his aspect of uh, chivalry's not dead, damn it, against him, requiring him to go and save some maiden, some woman who had gotten herself into trouble because she doesn't know what's best for her because Harry's more than a little misogynist. Um, He could choose to accept or decline that, but if he accepted it, then the situation would become more interesting and dangerous, and he would also get a fate point with which he could play around later. Um, you can also spend a fate point to use your aspects to help you out or do stuff, whatever. So if he wanted to, he could use a point to activate my mother's pentacle and you know use it for light or as a reminder of his principles as a wizard or stuff like that. All the, all the things we've seen him use it for in the series.
1: So, um, so are aspects like solidified during character creation and then that's it or? will we be able to sort of retouch them as
0: Absolutely we Absolutely, they will. And in fact, that's the main method of uh, character progression because there are no levels, really. HP doesn't go up. Because as has been pointed out in Critical Hit, which is excellent, um, the level progression in hard, crunchy games like D&D is largely illusory mm-hmm. because, I mean, your numbers go up, but so do the enemies. Right. So the power level going up is really just a flavor thing.
3: Uh-huh.
0: So we come up with these aspects, these things that are important to our characters, and as our characters grow and change, the things that are important to and about them will change accordingly. So, I mean, we should probably tag this with spoilers for the Dresden Files series in general. So it's, it's character
1: development as opposed to level progression.
0: Exactly, yes. It's character development, it's narrative development. So Harry's aspects when he starts out might be things like my mother's pentacle chivalry's not dead damn it my my business is my life whatever but as he goes on near near the end of the series where it is currently um his aspects will have changed because different things will be important to him another aspect might be uh you know leader of the gray wardens or um or his daughter Maggie, you know, is definitely going to be a factor in there. So that is the way in which character progression goes. It's really more about the characters maturing narratively than mechanically. Okay. That's that's actually super interesting. Yeah, it's great. It's really, really cool. And um, I'm worried about doing it wrong, but not to the extent that I'm, I'm worried about it impacting the fun level of the game. Uh let's see here so aspect the the first one you need to come up with is a high concept, and this is your character summed up in a phrase or a handful of words um again, going we'll just we'll just continue to use Harry's character sheet as an example. His is uh wizard private eye, and that just sums up you know most of what you need to know about him at least in the beginning. So, Tony, you were, we were we discussed the possibility of you playing a switcheroo changeling as opposed to like a like a werewolf changeling or whatever. So, your high concept could not necessarily has to be, but could be something along the lines of uh, of changeling caught between two people or something like that. Especially if a major theme of your character is going to be being caught between your fae self and your human self.
2: What uh, What about uh... Do you, know, do you know, like, at what age you're supposed to decide, or...
0: I think, I could be wrong, and I don't have, you know, the books in front of me, but I think generally around, you know, puberty, maturation of self, when you, you know, symbolically leave the world of children behind you and enter into the world of adults, I think there's a really nice, uh, I think allegory is the word, but I could be wrong, symbolism, certainly, there of uh, choosing whether or not you're going to stay in the human world or enter into the fey world.
1: Well,
2: and, okay, and so. Go ahead,
0: Dylan. It, it, well, so it's, it's also worth noting that the character
1: that we were talking about from the Dresden Files um, doesn't decide
0: until well later, right? Exactly. Which was a uh, source of contention, which was a huge source of trouble for that character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually leads us to the next thing, because the major two things that a character needs are their high concept and their trouble. And the trouble is going to be the thing that will majorly be put against a character, be used against them, a source of trouble and difficulty in their life. Um, I'm flipping through the Fate Accelerated core book right now, and it's just a flimsy little thing, but it's got some example characters in here. And... um one of them, this, this example character, Abigail Zhao, her high concept is enchantment specialist of Hippogriff House, which is, you know, very clearly a Harry Potter analog, and her trouble is cast now, ask questions later, which, you know, clearly indicates an instinct to um, kill it with fire and then figure out whether or not it should have been killed with fire. Right. So let's see here. Dylan, do you have any idea what or whom you would like to play? What sort of thing you'd so- like to be? Um,
1: I mean, I'd really, I'd like to play a wizard, and, and my high concept that I've been toying around with is, uh, gunning for Merlin. Ooh! Uh, so, sort of a character who aspires to become the Merlin, no matter what the cost.
0: Ooh, I like that a lot. Let's see here, so your, uh, so your your high aspect, summing up, like, who you are could be, um... Something like amb- "ambitious wizard" is a little vague.
1: I I like "gunning for Merlin" as a phrase, just because it it's, it is so specific.
0: Yeah. Aspire to Merlinhood. I'm just I'm just making notes here. Yeah, yeah. Um. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, that's that's really cool, and that's actually a really great example of what an aspect could be, because it can be kind of difficult, especially. Um, the problem with this game being more mechanically loose is that it can feel like there's nothing to grab onto, um, mm-hmm. and you, you don't know kind of if you're doing it right, and we'll certainly feel that out as we go along, but gunning for Merlin is actually about as great an aspect as I've ever heard.
1: And, and I I like it because it's specific enough to drive motivation and and work in a lot of different scenarios, but it it's also like it it speaks to uh like you said ambition so like that goal could change
0: yeah for some reason it certain it certainly could and if it's going to be your high concept then that i it, it's not supposed to change mm-hmm. super duper often if at all but in the event that you were to gun merlin down and become the merlin then obviously that would indicate a significant a fundamental shift in your character's nature and motives right. So, yeah. Um, so that's a great example, because gunning for Merlin could be used, you could use that, you could uh, activate that aspect, saying that, uh, you know, my my drive to become the Merlin is going to give me this ability or this incentive to do this, and it would certainly be easy to use that against you, because it would be really easy to say, uh, well, you're known for being a troublemaker, so... Uh, there's going to be extra security around you or the Merlin's going to be disinclined to help you out with, you know, whatever. Right. Okay,
2: so here's a question, then. Are you a member of the White Council or are you a, uh, a warlock?
1: So I um, I would have to be a member of the White Council because being an outsider...
2: White Council, that's a of White Council.
0: I <laughs> cannot hear you at all.
2: Sorry, I was mumbling because I made a mistake.
0: Yeah, he, he said white uh, white court. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Council, which I think would have led to a very different scenario.
2: Yeah,
1: but so, like, being an outsider for the White Council completely precludes the idea of becoming the Merlin. So right. I think, it's, I think it's somebody who is a member of the White Council and potentially the Wardens. Um, like, seeing the, the position of Warden as... Like a stepping stone towards gaining Merlin influence Hood. and things like that. Right. Um, and then or like maybe a Merlin in training. Merlin. Training. Well now here's
0: here, here's my question to you. Your <laughs> ambition to Merlinhood, is that something I mean, I know that's that's your 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 one of your big aspects there, but is that something you're open about? like does the merlin when you say gunning for merlin mm-hmm. do you mean that like you would stage a coup if possible or just that you're very upwardly motivated and ambitious in wizard politics like what's
1: i think it's i think it's held closely to the character's chest sure i, I think it's um i don't think it's an open like fucking Langtree, i'm coming after you sure um i i think it is very political i think it's very uh building a base
0: okay so it's it's more of a plan and less it's it's not like it would be if you were out for revenge against him or something like that it's right it has more to do with your aspiration than it does with dethroning any particular merlin right exactly it's
1: it's about the position and the it's it's like trying to become president of the united states it's it's about okay. the position not necessarily toppling the current right. regime
0: respect the office and not the man
2: cool yeah. Okay, I like
0: that. That's really neat.
2: Okay, so I've been thinking, and, and what I'm kind of playing with is I've got a mother who is uh, is Faye, and a a father who is uh, I don't know if I would say a member of the White Council or just a warlock, a magic user, whatever you want to say.
0: Right, involved in the supernatural community on some. I, I
2: would actually I, I would actually say that my father is a. A member of the White Council. Really?
0: Like,
2: yeah, because so what I'm what I'm kind of playing with the idea is I have a mother who wants to who wants me to fully embrace my Fey side, you know, fully become a Fey, and I have a father who would rather me be, you know, human or whatever, right? And trying to influence me to become a legitimate wizard uh and so, my high concept or is that it yeah, it's high concept right
0: yeah your your high concept is the thing that that sums you up as best it can instead of just describing something about you
2: so so my high concept would be uh struggling to become my own person uh despite my parents' influences
0: okay, um is that, I, I think that def, that definitely sounds more like an aspect and not so much your high concept i think because because the high concept and i'm I'm certainly not trying to shoot your idea down I'm just saying that in the um
2: i mean this is why we're we're doing this whole thing is to you know,
0: right and make, the 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 thing about high concepts is that they're supposed to be like, again, I'm just going to flip through the core rulebook here. And the high concepts we've got are things like feline captain of the Cirrus skimmer, or chief field agent of Ijima, or enchantment specialist of Hippogriff House. So, I, just from what I'm seeing from what other people have done here, the high concept would be something like, uh, like changeling mercenary, if you were a mercenary, like, if that's how you were doing it, or. It's what you are plus what you do. So if you wanted to say, like, caught between two worlds or um, looking for yourself or, or something like that, I think that would be a really great aspect.
2: Um, so then what, what would you suggest? Like, is is so is that the, the kind of character I have something viable? Or oh, yeah. I switch it up. No, so,
0: absolutely. I, I think so. I don't think. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: I said, do you guys have any suggestions for me uh, in terms of high concepts?
0: Well, um, we've talked about what your character is. Um, he, he, she.
2: I'm not sure yet.
0: Okay, they are a um a changeling who has discovered their uh half fey lineage well, and so is go ahead. It, it
1: sounded it. Hmm. I I just take issue with with the idea of making your character. Struggle with the idea of whether they are going to be human or fae, because it sounds like you've already decided what you want, and so building your character around.
2: No, I have no idea. I have no idea, and one of the reasons why I'm doing this is because part of me, like when we were talking about when we were when we were talking about creating characters, part of me wanted to be this kind of warlocky character on the fringes of society, you know the gray wardens are after me because you know i i'm doing magic that i'm not supposed to not necessarily stuff that's actually that sounds better i'm going to do that <laughs> <laughs> well
1: uh so so that actually makes it really difficult for us to form a party then
2: oh yeah that's true so back to back to
1: and and like i'm fine with
0: Storm.
2: with
1: changing up my character if, if we want to do a, a Warlocks on the Run type thing, that sounds kind of interesting.
0: That sounds really great, actually. Yeah, but, Sony, I know you do have, um, in, in, in the past, you've always had a very strong interest and attraction to playing fey characters. And this is a really great setting for that because there aren't a lot of, um, like in our, in our past D&D campaigns, you'd be like, well, I want to do this. What do I roll for that? And there's no mechanic in place for that. But this is a system that's very comfortable with things for which there aren't mechanics so if if you wanted to be uh, a Fey character coming into their own and trying to figure out what's what, this is this would be the place to do it. So if you okay. want
1: to, go ahead. What if your high concept is like uncertain duality? This this idea that this idea of a person at odds with themselves.
2: Yeah, that sounds that sounds good. I and like then that,
1: that that plays into like, more than just the fey human aspect, but can also play into personality traits and, and other, other things.
0: Right. Yeah, how, I don't know Go how ahead.
1: you would invoke that positively, though.
0: Well, that could be your trouble. Because the the two I'm seeing here, at least on, on the character sheet, are there's your high concept, and there's your trouble. Right. So, so... uh I think that would, that would work great as a trouble. Is what, what did you say? What, what uh, Uncertain duality? Yeah. Yeah, that would be a really good trouble, which I think is only really meant to be invoked negatively. And I think high concepts are usually supposed to be only kind of positively, but I could be wrong about that. Uncertain duality. And again, I'm just making my, my own notes here. Let's see. Uncertain duality. Okay, so, Thony, you're... Your high concept would be so we we know what your character is. It's a, a changed. So, so, so it's
2: basically like, what do I want my character? What do I want my character to do?
0: Exactly. There's
2: like because kind of, like, Carrie Dresden would be wizard. Yeah, wizard. Wizard uh, private hack- investigator. Yeah. Um. So why don't we say I am a halfling uh, mercenary or bounty hunter or whatever. Ooh. Uh you know i'm 20 something i have a lot of power and i'm using my powers for my own personal gain
0: there we go and and in so doing um you could be you know, your your fey nature could be one of those things where, like, the more you use it, the more you're drawn to that side of your nature. Or it could be a thing where you're using your fey nature to protect the humans you care about in the human world. Could be any number of things. I think that's a really, really good one is Halfling Bounty Hunter. It's simple. It's to the point. Go ahead.
2: I didn't say anything. okay.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm not trying to boss you around here. I just, that that rang the bell when I heard it.
2: That sounds good.
0: Okay. Dylan, what about you? What do you got going over there?
1: So for trouble, um I I'm kind of latching onto the idea of like starting out as a political outcast.
0: Okay.
1: For some reason. Okay. Um, and and my first thought in that line was um was having escaped the doom of Damocles. But then Ooh. that's like that's that's already Dresden. Like that's yeah that's that's too close to to
0: dresden's story right i mean i don't I don't know that I would say too close it doesn't you know play into every book and every story it's certainly yeah. a prominent aspect of his character early on yeah uh so d- is
1: the is the trouble necessarily at odds with the high concept or is it no. okay
0: no 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 like again and and these these examples here are just super helpful mm-hmm. um the one for the feline captain of the Cirrus Skimmer, which is her high concept, her trouble is is literally just the word yawn. Because she's a cat person. So okay. she gets so she gets, you know, sleepy in the sun, or, you know, other other feline things like that. So I don't think that the high concept and the trouble necessarily have to clash with one another. Okay. Um
1: So what if it's, what if it's like a debt to somebody? Ooh. What if it's a debt to a, a, a powerful fairy? Ooh, I like that. I, I like. I initially a thought like a, a crime boss sort of Johnny Marcone, but like a powerful fairy then plays into politics with Anthony's character and things Ooh. like
0: that. I like that a lot, actually. And if we if we wanted to use just a, uh, a handy shorthand and borrow directly from the Avengers, something like uh, "red in your ledger" or something like that. I don't get that reference. Oh, it's, uh, Black Widow said she had red in her ledger. Whatever. That's not the point. Yeah, but uh, but being in debt and having that hanging over you, I think that's really cool and a really great trouble. Okay, so I'm gonna write down fairy debt for my fairy debt. Fairy debt. Sure. Yeah. And you know, aspects don't always have to have like uh, super cool, catchy, sexy names mm-hmm. that just wrap everything up. They can just be descriptive. It's 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 just cool when it works out that way. Yeah,
1: and I I, I don't necessarily know what the debt is right the second, but
0: right. Well, because that's not something that your character would go around telling every person he meets about.
1: Sure. So like we can just work that out.
0: Yeah, that could become uh, who knows? Maybe I'm well. It's got to play into a story, obviously. But well, maybe we'll find out what it is. Who knows? Yeah. Let's see here. So let's talk about your high concept. So who do you, you want to be a... Let's see here. Um, Ambitious magical politician. Sure, yeah. There we go. Or, yeah, I really... Yeah, Gunnin for Merlin is a really, really yeah. great one. Yeah, because yeah.
1: it's, it's not like I'm... I happen to be a wizard, and uh, also I'm running for senator.
0: Right.
3: Uh,
0: Although Although that could be pretty funny. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's see. I'm just looking over the uh, character creation guide here, and they've got the the beautiful, beautiful thing about Fate Accelerated is it's a tiny little book, and they understand that you just want to get to the friggin' game and play with your friends, and so they give you the 30 second version of how to do everything. Right. And uh, the thirty second version of character creation is uh two aspects, a high concept and a trouble. So we've we've got that for both characters here. We've got halfling bounty hunter with uh uncertain duality. Halfling's different from a changeling. Changeling, yeah, sorry, Tony said halfling, and I've mostly yes, used to, it. Uh, Yeah, that's true. El Chupacabra Deluxe. <laughs> Let's see here. Changeling, not Halfling. So, uh, yeah, Thony's High Concept, Changeling, Bounty Hunter, and his trouble is Uncertain Duality, and uh, Dylan's Ambitious Magical Politician, whose trouble is Fae Debt. There we go. I like that a lot. You guys are awesome. Let's see here.
2: Well, okay, so here's another thing, though. Like yes, one, of my, one of the troubles of fairies in general is Iron. Mm-hmm. So, do I put that or is that just something that
0: No, because that's not it's not really particular to your character. Just, I mean, all fairies. Right. I mean, cuz like humans die really easily when shot. I don't know that you need to put like weakness to bullets for a human character. Right.
1: right. It's it's less Okay. It's it's less an aspect of who you are as much as it is a fact of
0: the Yeah. New world. Like, if your character was uh, especially vulnerable to, like, a particular alloy instead of just, like, basic iron, that would be really interesting. And seeing, you know, what happened there and why and what could be done with it. But um, just, yeah, fairies have trouble with iron, so that's just kind of a basic thing. Okay, so step one, write two aspects, a high concept, and a trouble. Write another aspect. So this is just fleshing out the character a little. Um, We already have Dylan's gunning for Merlin because that kind of specifies the uh magical pol- political ambition and gives that a little more focus.
1: So wait, those are <whistles> What do you mean? Cuz I have gunning for Merlin as the high concept.
0: Oh, okay. Um and amb- yeah, all right. Yeah. Um ambitious magical politician gunning for Merlin. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just we'll just put those together. Okay. And all of this, all of this is fluid. If we want to change stuff, if we play a little bit and find it doesn't work, it's it's that's the beauty of this collaborative. What's us is that, uh, as Jason Mraz said, nothing is final and everything's fine. Let's see here. Okay, so what is another aspect that would be good for your character there, Dylan? Um, hmm.
1: It's it's hmm. That's a good question, and I don't really
0: have a great answer. Okay. That's fair. And we don't, um, we can discover stuff uh, after our, you know, during our first session, figure some stuff out. Let's see. Well, so when, when we talk about, like, I,
1: I'm just kind of afraid of going too broad with aspects.
0: Okay. Because they're,
1: it's not the, the high concept or the trouble, which are the very broad strokes. But right. But how specific to be with an aspect.
0: Okay, well, let's uh, let's have a look. Let uh, let us refer to the source material when in question. Let's see here. What are some other aspects on the? Let's just go with Voltaire, who is the feline captain of the Cirrus Skimmer. Um, her aspects are: Sanchez is the best first mate a ship could have, okay. and Martin is a big cheat and. That, oh, that's a decoy. All right, that's, that's weird. That's not t- actually too helpful. Um, we're going to go over here to a different character called Reth who is the Suncaller of the Angel Desert. His aspects are, my Kung Fu is the strongest, which I think is really nice and <laughs> um, concise. Uh, Crush on Avasa is another one. And I can learn from Serio's experience. So aspects, aspects are going to change. Sure. But and, and there's certainly you're not supposed to encapsulate everything about your character into aspects that's not, you know, practical. Right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think those were some really good aspects. My kung fu is the strongest. So like if if that character believes that to be true, he can certainly invoke that aspect, which is actually what activating an aspect is called, invocation. Okay. He can invoke that aspect to go in there and uh kung fu it up. Or that can be compelled against him, because if there's some guy here who's you know getting all getting all boastful and saying how he'd take him down, well, if his kung fu is the strongest, then he's going to have to prove that. Right, sure. And uh, has a crush on a Vasa is obviously just rife with uh, wonderfully embarrassing and hilarious potential. Sure. So what else? Uh, what else is important to your character? I mean, because he's not a he's not a one a one note pony, which is not the phrase he realized as he said it. Right. Um, he he has political ambition. What else?
1: Um. Hmm. So I guess I guess this goes more towards building the character proper, as opposed yeah. to okay. So hmm. That's a good. I mean. So. What? How would you feel about making, making my character a warden?
0: Sure. Warden of the White yeah, Council. Yeah, well, that, that that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. So, so warden, warden of the White Council as the aspect. Yeah, because. Uh, yeah, like you were saying before, if you were an outsider trying to wedge your way into this incredibly insular group, that uh, that wouldn't really work. So warden of the White Council, I think, is pretty good. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. and all uh, all of this can change. we can of course pl- play around and feel it all out, so we've got your high concept is ambitious um, there's got to be a better way to say that ambitious m- magical politician gunning for Merlin we'll figure it out We'll streamline it. Your trouble is fayette and your First concept, uh, your first aspect is Warden of the White Council, which is broad enough to be used in a wide variety of contexts, but concise enough that you're not apt to um, never, ever get yeah. to use it. I'm yeah. sure
1: we'll be going up against some heinous fellows who don't take kindly to wardens. Exactly. And I'm sure that at some point, like, I'll be able to throw that clout
0: around and be like, no. There look. you go. And yeah, really, that's the that's really the idea behind aspects is that if you're trying to get into the door at the club, you could say, "Hey, man, I'm a warden, let me in," and that could work. Or I could say, "Hey, everybody here knows you're a warden, you're not getting information out of anybody." So that's those are really the best ones that can be used for or against you. Phony.
2: Okay, so one of the things I've been thinking about is I target I specifically target warlocks that are causing trouble for various people organization. Okay. Oh, so sure. you're,
0: you're go ahead.
2: You're almost so I'm not like, I'm doing kind of the same thing Dylan's doing,
0: right. but not but from the opposite I'm angle.
2: Like I'm like the Batman to his Superman would be a good point. I'm I'm we're both fighting crime and we're doing good stuff. I'm doing it outside the law. Right. And Dylan is doing it inside the law. Right,
0: Dylan's trying to clean up the system itself, and you are uh, trying to clean up the streets.
2: I wouldn't even say trying to... I'm doing it, like, for the highest bidder.
0: Oh, all right. Right. I have no...
2: Sorry, I keep on interrupting. So you're
1: you're a bounty hunter, but the people paying your
0: bounty are not necessarily my people. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That's interesting, because that could cause some really... uh... I should probably just shut my mouth and see what happens. No, that's okay. that's absolutely gorgeous. I love it. Yeah, so we've got Changeling Bounty Hunter, Uncertain Duality as the trouble. Um so let's let's see if we can't uh put your 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 yen for uh Kraken Warlock Noggins into uh, a workable catchphrase here. Um, hmm.
2: Stunk. I am a famed wizard
0: hunter. Yeah, um, there you go. You know, I dig yeah, it. Wizard hunter. hunter
1: is a good wizard one hunter. because That's it's... awesome. Because people outside of... Like, people outside of... Like, even even the other wardens in my group probably wouldn't recognize that you're only going after warlocks. Like, you have this reputation of gunning for fucking wizards.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and the only people who would who would put that connection together are the people who are looking at it from the exact right angle. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that a lot. You oh, guys so. are awesome. This is a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, this really is.
0: Let's see here. Okay, let's go back to the 30-second uh, version of character creation. Let's see here. And the people at Evil Hat are so friggin' cool. They They put a disclaimer right in the very front of the book. You know, the the usual, no part of this publication may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, blah, 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 without the express prior permission of the publisher. And then they say, that said, if you're doing it for personal use, knock yourself out. It's not only allowed, we encourage you to do it. For those working at a copy shop and not at all sure if this means the person standing at your counter can make copies of this thing, they can. This is express permission. Carry on. Nice. Makes me really happy. You guys, I'm having fun. Let's see here. Okay, we have written our high concept and troubles. We have written our third aspects. Step three: Give your character a name and describe their appearance. Okay, so I've got a name already. Well, uh, well hit hit me, man. I, I Let, lay a it description, on me. But
1: uh, Solomon Byron.
0: That's awesome. That I would that's, vote for Solomon Byron. It's a
1: good fucking wizard name, right? That's a
0: strong name. That guy's not doing your taxes. Nah.
1: He's out there busting
0: fucking domes. He sure is. Tony, what about you? What do you got going there?
2: I have no idea. First, I need to decide which court I'm a part of.
0: Oh, that's true.
2: Uh, I think I I like the summer court better than the winter court, because winter court is a bunch of crazy, scary-looking... It's true. Uh,
0: Well, summer court is very, very frightening in its own way, in an uncontrolled, like... Rampant jungle overgrowth, kind of way, but uh, but I see your point,
2: right? So so I know in in our D and D campaign, I played a water sprite. You did because of the coldy aspects of being a water sprite in D and D. I was part of the winter court, though. I've always felt like uh, a water sprite would be more in tune with. The summer court, then the winter court. Right. So I would like to be a half water sprite changeling. Okay. Uh, male. Don't have a name though.
0: That's fair. Well, we'll work on that. Let me let me let me float this over the table to you, Tony. Um, I was I was reading through the core rule books for the actual Dresden Files game, which is awesome. These books are incredible. It's the books are actually written. Um, it's it's weird and kind of hard to explain. They are written as an RPG book, but in-universe. Um, yeah,
2: I, I was skimming through it. There's, like, a lot of, like, scribbled side notes.
0: Yeah. Uh, Billy Billy Borden, one of the alphas, yeah. has has put it together as, like, a primer to uh, help, you know, other fledgling wizards figure out how stuff works. And it's really cool because they actually referenced that Bram Stoker, Brom Stoker, pardon me, purists, um, mm-hmm. wrote Dracula as a way to get information about the Black Court out there. So they're doing roughly the same thing. And one of the things they mention is the possibility of lost courts of the Fae. Like that there may have been an autumn court at some point. So uh-huh. water water sprite, and I could be wrong and certainly don't let me step on your idea for your own character, but water sprite to me actually says like spring court a yeah, that lot.
2: That sounds good. That sounds
0: good. Because that way you would have no backup. Like, if it's some... If, if, you know, your Scion was, like, the last vestige of the Spring Court or something like that, and you were their, like, last hope of carrying on their bloodline.
2: Which also helps the the whole duality aspect, because my mother, who gave birth to me, was the... I am the only progeny of of the Spring Court now, and she's really putting the pressure on me to become full-face so I can carry on her legacy, because if I don't, then, you know... And, the court is dead.
1: And sticking, I think, you, sticking you between the winter and summer courts, like, there's a history there that can't be ignored. Like, there are people or, or there are figures within both the summer and the winter court that are going to be after your favor, or at least trying to indebt you to them.
0: After your favor or just plain after you. Right. Yeah. And also, um, I think we have unwillingly done something really cool. Last Son of the Spring Court is a pretty great aspect. Yeah, it really is. And so, you know what? You can, you can have four. I don't care. Because you can, you can always have more, and we'll, we'll get more as stuff goes on. So, Tony, if you just want to tack that on there, I would, be, I would be very, very happy. Okay. Last Son of the Spring Court. That's super cool. I wish spring had a uh... well, because you know, like you can call it fall or you can call it autumn, and they both have you know distinct connotations and implications and uh, things like that. I wish spring had it. A... Maybe we'll have to find one. We'll to see what's up. Can you guys hear that in the background? A little bit, yeah. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> Deej said sorry. All right, let's see here. Very good, cool. So we got our we've got our aspects. Um, yeah, name name your character, Tony, or don't. We can come up with a name I have later.
2: No idea, man. Right. Casey, you're the you're the namer.
0: I am the namer, but you are playing this character. I'm not gonna not gonna name it for you.
2: I have no idea.
0: Okay. Um, uh, El Chupacabra Deluxe. Nope. No. No.
2: <laughs> not gonna happen.
0: Never again. <laughs>
2: Fine. Um, no, I wanted to. We 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 tried to do that stupid uh Facebook campaign that lasted two two posts. That was awful. <laughs> it was fun. I was gonna be a Mexican wrestler as my character.
0: During which I would I would like I would like the internet to know Dylan had every intention of playing a Velociraptor who was also a rapper. Yep. And uh yep. naming him either if memory serves, naming him either Raptor or naw son, with Na. son. Yeah, yeah, Na with a yeah. G made me really happy. Yep. Um, okay, so let's see. Your name, because names are very, very important to the Fae. So this isn't something we can just toss out there. Your name has to say something about it. It's not going to be your true name, obviously, because those are you know syllables of the fundamental creative power of the universe. But your your name has to say and mean something about you. So you know what? Let's see here. Let's hit the old interwebs and see here, names related to seasons.
1: Go, internet, go. So maybe maybe you go, like, the tree root.
0: Yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> I didn't uh-huh. even
1: mean to do that, but um, if you were playing a female character, like, Willow or something like that, but as a male character that's that's interesting that's hard to hard to discern
0: That is tony do you see do you see your character as being um like more of a more of a brute or a gunman like when you when 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 he goes hunting for a wizard brute. uh is he looking to to smash or to shoot or is he, is he more of a finesse or more of a brute force kind of guy finesser a finesser yeah. okay let's see um i am seeing Some stuff, there's a a lot of Slavic stuff here. Um, There's, I I have no idea how to pronounce this, J-A-R-O-M-I-R, Jaromir, I suppose, which is uh, Polish and Slavic, blah, 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 and it means spring peace. (gasps) Whoa, what if you were supposed to be the peace between the humans and the spring court? What's it called? Uh, It's Yaromir. J-A-R-O-M-I-R.
2: I've got a good one.
0: Do you? What is it? What do you got? got?
2: Uh, Bracken Riverside. All right. Or sure. or uh, Yonquil Briarwick. Ooh. I actually. I. Really, I, I go ahead. So that if I have a name that sounds even slightly like something else, Casey will name me El Chupacabra. Deluxe,
0: I, Thony. I give you. I give you my solemn vow that I. I would not do that. Uh, out, outside of a private game. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't do that to you in something that we're we're intending for uh, public consumption because I know that would only frustrate you and that wouldn't be fair. Um, I'm. I'm hesitant. Because that's that's like a super D and D name, which isn't a bad thing at all. But like, how do you how do you get through your first dozen years as a human with a name like what What was it, Brecken?
2: I don't even remember. <laughs> I'm on I'm on a fairy name generator right now. So.
0: Of course you are. <laughs> Go for it.
2: Let's uh, like, let's keep talking. I'm okay. um,
0: Trying to... Yeah, no, no problem. Us. Okay, well, you know, we'll come back to the name and
2: the well, and, so, and, the
1: and that's that's why I say kind of the tree thing is because like I, yeah. I know somebody named Willow.
3: Exactly, Willow, not Willow. That yeah,
1: revenge.
2: Rowan, Rowan, Ash,
0: Birch. There's a lot of Ash. especially oh God, Ash is a great names. One.
2: Yeah. How about Ash Ketchum? How about you get off my podcast, sir? Okay, I got one. Uh, Ash Island Plume.
0: Hmm. Island plume. Rowan.
2: Jackie likes Rowan. I kind of like Rowan too. okay, but I don't know that the last name
0: it could the last name could be Rowan. You could be from House Rowan of the Spring Court or not, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I you. You know what? you give it a think big guy, and right. um, Dylan, tell me a little bit about Solomon Byron. What's what's he like? Is he is he like a creepy politician or a man of the people politician? What's 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 going on there?
1: I think he's. Hmm. That's a that's a that's a good question because it's not one that I've thought about quite yet. Um, in terms of, I, I think he has a geniality about him. I think he's personable.
0: Okay, but not in, not in the like way that anyway say again in like a slimy politician way or
1: no just like in the same way as like johnny Marcone is like he's he's personable you can have a conversation with him
0: but also very clearly right not your friend he makes makes no pretensions about being who and what he is right right okay so I'm picturing more, kind of a more severe kind of guy, then, because because yes. your 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 character's focus and uh, and drive right. seems to be pretty pretty fundamental there, and that'll take a toll on a dude, even a wizard who could live for you know 400 years or however long. Yeah.
1: So uh, what's what's interesting about saying he's he's sort of severe is that I have him. I was just kind of dicking around with description. Sure. And and what I wrote down is just average height, lean build, red hair, green eyes, well dressed in dark colors. There you go. And he's he sounds very average. But Yeah,
0: just, just sort of this basic guy.
1: Right. Right. But when you like if if you then like talk to the man and he's he's very uh like just staring daggers at you and not super, really, for, super... not really meaning to. Right, just super intense. Yeah. Okay. I think, cool. I think that's I think that's an interesting little dynamic there.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. Sony, any luck on the name front?
2: No. I am I'm I'm, I'm I think I'm gonna go with Rowan as my uh or did you say Rowan or Ronan, Jackie? Rowan. Rowan, yeah. Uh, uh not a
0: wandering samurai. Does does that does that feel like a like a first or a last name to you?
2: It seems like a first name.
0: Okay. So Rowan, so your your last name could be indicative of your Fae heritage. What's that?
2: Uh, Rowan Creek. Ooh, Sure. Uh, I,
0: Thony, you're making it really hard for me not to make jokes. Are you related yeah. to Dawson? Because you're Rowan down the creek.
2: <laughs> oh fuck that! No. I Never look. Mind.
0: I I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> no, if you like that, it could be it could be Rowan Creek, uh, and I, I promise you, as as my boon comes I'm in. Actually, i actually because
2: like, like I'm thinking I'm a I'm a I'm a water sprite, so I want kind of a, a watery last name. So then I'm thinking of uh, different like
0: sure different water words cistern.
2: Yeah. I like cistern
0: Rowan cistern. Yeah, here we go. I like it. Yeah, and we can you know if you don't like the taste of it later on, we can change it. Right. But, uh, just for for now, for a working thing, we'll go with Rowan cistern. Okay. I'm really afraid of listening to this later and realizing that I'm a monster who's told you guys exactly what to do.
2: No, you haven't.
0: Okay, let's see here. Okay, give your character a name and describe their aspects and their their appearance rather. Okay. Um. Step four: choose approaches. Now, this is something we'll talk about right here. Um, the proper Fate game, Fate Core, all the games that are based on Fate, including the Dresden Files, um, have this whole list of skills not unlike you would find in a D20-based game. There's shooting, driving, running, jumping, climbing trees, uh, putting on makeup while you're up there. But one of the beautiful, uh, simple, elegant things about Fate Accelerated is that that distills all of that into six approaches, which does not—they do not define what you can do. They define how you do it. Right. So the six approaches are careful, clever, flashy, forceful, quick, and sneaky. So, uh, Tony, you said, for example, that Rowan is more of a finesse guy, so he would be, he would be more likely to do something in a sneaky fashion, or a quick fashion, or probably even a, a careful or a clever, rather than a flashy or a forceful fashion.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. And, uh, Solomon... You are a politician. You're probably very well-spoken and very prepared to interact with large numbers of people. So, for example, if you were trying to make a speech and rally or something like that, you would probably try to do so in a flashy fashion. Sure. Yeah. So it's less about what you can do and more how you can do it. Mm -hmm. So, let's see here. Ba-ba-ba-bum. Looking at the thing or looking at the thing. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, each approach is rated with a bonus, which will be familiar to anyone who's played a D20-based game. You know, you have a plus three to uh, you know, Arcana or what have you. Sure. Um, so for the six approaches, you will choose to be good at want to be... And there, these, these are the ratings. There's good, fair, average, and mediocre, which uh, good is you have a plus three so you will choose one thing that you're good at and i imagine like as a politician for example that um solomon would either would want his his plus 3 either in flashy or possibly clever
1: yeah well
0: or maybe maybe even careful
1: right i was thinking the careful route because if you're if if you're being if if you're gunning for a position an elected position like that you need you need to not let anybody have any fucking dirt on you right um but at the same time
2: so that's a donald trump
1: oh dang
0: topical reference
1: at the same time like i had this fade debt trouble and that seems like the move of somebody who is not necessarily very careful
0: well or was not in their past right you know they have
2: to be extra because of it
0: sure yeah Okay. okay, so I feel like I explained that in a really clunky fashion. It's um, much as when you're putting together a D and D character, you have a standard array, and mm-hmm. the array is you get one plus three, two plus twos, okay, two plus ones, and a plus zero. Okay. Okay, so uh, as in D and D, you have to choose a dump stat. You have to choose, you know, what you're best at. Sure. And I need a new page for my notebook. Gonna turn it. Let's see here. Okay, very good. So let's go back to um, the example characters here. Uh, Reth, the Suncaller of the Andril Desert. Um, He has a plus two in Careful, a plus one in Clever, plus zero in Flashy, plus three in Forceful, plus two in Quick, and plus one in sneaky. So he's a fighter type. He's a, he's a smashy man, a, a martial arts uh, type. And so obviously forceful is going to be his... Um, the way in which he moves through the world. His primary context for the world. Okay. So I've so, got mine decided.
1: What do you got? I've got plus two careful, plus two clever, plus three flashy, plus one forceful, plus zero quick... And plus one sneak.
0: Awesome. Okay, now uh it is time to have an important discussion about fate dice. Or is there sometimes Wait. still no go ahead.
2: I didn't okay. do my approaches.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, Fanny, that was rude of me. Go ahead.
2: No, I I I I, I was I got really distracted, so I need you to repeat the approaches thing. Okay. How- yeah. Well, I know I know everything. I just need to know what how many I get of each.
0: Okay. Yeah, you get and I wrote those down. You get a plus
1: three, two plus twos, two plus ones, and a plus zero.
2: So I'm gonna have a plus three and sneaky, uh, a plus two and quick, and a plus two and clever, uh, plus two and and then what's what's after that?
0: Uh, you get a you get a three, two twos, two ones, and a zero. Okay. Uh... Well, for example, you you said that Rowan is a finesse kind of guy, so I would imagine like your zero would go into flashy. Yeah. Uh,
2: zero and flashy and ones and careful and forceful.
0: There you go. Okay.
2: Okay. Did it
0: now. Um. A discussion on Fate Dice, or as they are sometimes still known, Fudge Dice, back when Fate was known as Fudge, because acronyms are fun for everyone. Mm. These are uh, D6s that would be recognizable to the average tabletop gamer, except instead of having 1 through 6 upon their many faces, they have two plus signs, two minus signs, and two blanknesses to absence of side two blank faces is what's up so when you try to do something with one of your approaches let's say that uh, Rowan is trying to assassinate a wizard and is trying to do so from a distance because he knows the guy is too tough to tumble with or whatever so let's say he's going to try and shoot him with a rifle and he's trying to do so using his careful um, wh- what, was your, what was your skill in careful there Tony? uh one okay, so we would then roll four fate dice that's that's the standard roll is four fate dice, and then you would take all those pluses and minuses and apply them to the bonus you have in that skill so you have a one in careful, let's say you rolled uh two pluses, a minus, and a blank so
2: okay so so i actually I have a fate dice roller, okay. I just inputted it. I I rolled one plus and three blanks.
0: Okay, very good. So those blanks don't do anything. They are they're, they're they're neutral. They don't do anything. So you rolled a plus one, so that gets added to your inherent plus one in that skill. So your your total approach for what you're trying to do is plus two, which is uh, not bad actually. That's pretty pretty midlin on the scale. Let's see here. That is, it's actually called the ladder, and uh, plus two is fair. So I'd say you would, uh, if maybe not kill the guy in one shot, it's certainly certainly wing him, certainly wound him. And if he knew you were trying to shoot him, he could try to defend with a different aspect. So like, if he wanted to defend uh, with a different approach, rather. If he wanted to defend with his flashy if he had a lot of that, then he could um, uh, you know make a big distraction and try and throw off your aim or use a smoke bomb or whatever. okay, so we have got our approaches down Step five of character creation set your refresh to three now refresh is the wellspring from which flows the all-important fate points. Um, every session, your refresh resets how many fate points you have. And this is a concept that we need to get across very clearly right now because um, I've, I've seen it become extremely problematic when incorrect assumptions are made about it. Let us say that your refresh is three. uh Uh-huh. If you use up a bunch of fate points, if you use all of your fate points and you have none left, Then at the beginning of the next session, it resets to three. It fills up those three. If you end the session with more than three, like let's say I compelled you to do a couple of things and you now have five fate points, you keep those five. So your refresh is a certain minimum number that will be refilled every session. And if you have anything on top of that, that's great. You keep it. So if I say I have
1: four at a given time in a session, and then I right. end with two, the next
0: session I will re-up to three. I won't end up with five. Exactly. Three okay. is three is the default. It will automatically refill to three, but it won't go any higher. Okay. 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 And refresh is actually a mechanic that you can spend refresh to uh, purchase what are called stunts. Which are kind of like feats. There's special little whatses you can do later on, but as little little babby characters, I think we're gonna take a look at that here. Uh, you may write up to two more aspects and choose a stunt if you wish, or you may do that during play. And I think um, we might save that for our first actual play session for once we get a feel. Um, once we get a feel for how this works, and just for an example of a stunt. Um, Going back to uh, Critical Hit, who just had their modern city tales uh, story arc, one of the characters, whose name was Rumblebee, they did a superheroes campaign, which was actually a lot of fun to listen to. But uh, one of the characters, Rumblebee, was, he was Batman if it was bees instead of bats. Okay. And his thing was technology. And he had a stunt called technological prowess or something like that and it allowed him to have a convenient technological whats this on to solve a problem at hand. So like a, a stun gun or a recording device or whatever, his stunt just kind of allowed him to have a handy little thing on it's, hand. That it's gave... his utility belt. Exactly, exactly. And that's just how that character manifested that. So a stunt, and they, they talk about this carefully. They have very particular wording. Let me see here. Stunts are maneuvers, tricks techniques your character has that change how an approach works for your character. Generally, this means you get a bonus in certain situations, but sometimes it gives you another ability or characteristic. It can also be a specialized, high-quality, or exotic piece of equipment that your character has access to that gives them a frequent edge over other characters.
2: All right, I have one. Go for it. I have... I'm going to call it One with Nature... Where if I am in a wooded or grassy or whatever kind of area, not not necessarily a city, like a park or a forest or something, right?
0: Somewhere I, where, somewhere I, where nature, I am able to is
2: sense is- the surroundings. I'm able to sense my surroundings, kind of like how Dresden is on uh, Demon Reach, sure. Uh, where he he can't necessarily see what's going on but he's aware of everything in that kind of area.
0: Okay, fantastic. I like that a lot. And the way that works mechanically is that using stunts generally uh, gives you a plus-two bonus on a certain approach in a certain situation. And the template they give here is, um, because I am a smooth talker, which is the name of the stunt, I get a plus-two when I sneakily create advantages when I'm in conversation with someone. So the way we would articulate that, I think, is because you are... And this is just the example template, so I'm not worried about holding to it. But because you are one with nature, you get a plus two when you... Now, how would you how would you articulate that in terms of your approaches?
2: Um, when I am trying to be sneaky...
0: Okay, when you're trying to like get the I'm trying
2: to... yeah, like if someone is in my domain and I'm trying to well, so that that's actually interesting because it it can apply
1: to I mean at least three of them it it can apply to quick sneaky or uh, uh clever depending yeah. on what outcome you're trying to affect
0: yeah um I, I think um that would really be more centered toward clever if you're if you're trying strategically to do stuff. But you know what? I like that so much that uh, we will say it can apply to whichever of those three. Which were there was there was uh, careful, clever, and
2: sneaky. and sneaky. Yeah.
3: Sure. No.
0: That that'll give you a plus two to any one of those. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: And stunts are. Um, they're kind of in a middle ground D and D wise between feats and just like regular like powers or stuff you can do it depending on what edition you're coming from, in that um, they're not just passive bonuses, but you can't just use them willy nilly either. So you can generally use a stunt once or twice per session if you know there's been like a rest period in between and you can use it again or whatever. But, um, so let's just say that using one with nature would kind of take it out of Rowan that, uh, you know, commune, go ahead. They're in counterpowers. Uh, yeah, basically they're in counterpowers. Thank you. Well put. Um, so using one with nature, being in contact with the green mind of the earth, uh, really takes it out of Rowan and he can't, you know, access that part of himself for a good piece after, after. Plus,
2: Plus, what I'm really feeling is like, if he's in the city, concrete everywhere. He's not going to be able to use it. Not many
0: opportunities for that, no.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. So, um, one thing about stunts is that taking one, uh, takes a refresh point. So your refresh, if you want to take that stunt, and I would be glad to let you do so, uh, your refresh would come down to, uh, two for that. Okay. Yeah. Let's see here. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take that back because I can give you uh, a free stunt uh, because I want to. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here, so you can have that for free. Just,
2: just get a free stunt. Yeah,
0: and uh, Dylan, you can have a free stunt as well. So what's Great. what's something what's something that Solomon Byron uh, can do to do stuff?
1: Um. So I want to say, like, unexpected finesse. Okay. Uh, I like that. Just so, sort of... Like, when, so he, when he's ahead. trying to do something very carefully, um, and and it's not necessarily... Like, it, it's not necessarily something... Hmm. In his area of expertise. Right. Or, right. Or, or not necessarily something that needs to be done carefully. But, like, like, sort of the difference between Dresden burning down a building or, uh, um, the the warden like fire lance thing that they do. Okay. The the difference between those two things.
0: Okay, so it's 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 putting a little English on the ball, a little extra uh, just, control. Just, yeah, just a little bit more, um, precision. I guess. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I, I reckon that would probably apply to your uh, careful. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tony, I'm going to do a little bit of retconning there. Because your one with nature is so uh, broad, because you can do it for three different things, I'm going to say that that's going to give you a plus one to one of those three things. That's fine. And you know, if uh, if Rowan grows as a character, becomes more powerful touching the green mind or whatever, we can we can see about that. Okay, so what do we want to call it? What was that, Dylan? Uh, unexpected finesse. Yeah. I like that. You guys are awesome. Let's see
1: here. Uh, and what what is that going to do for me mechanically speaking?
0: Um, once I finish writing it down, I'll tell you. Um, unexpected finesse is going to give you a +2 to clever, not clever, I'm sorry, careful. Um, in situations where how do I articulate this? Like, if you've got the time to be careful about it...
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, if somebody's... Going back to d d because we're going to do that a lot. Um, if somebody's, like, charging your thief while he's trying to unlock the door, that's going to be a stressful situation, and he's probably not going to be able to do his very best in doing so. Sure. But sure. if the thief, you know, like, if he has a good idea of where the guards are on their patrol, and he knows he's got a little time then he can put a little extra effort and concentration into it and get a bonus on trying to unlock the door.
1: Okay, so, like, plus two careful when prepared.
0: Yeah, when prepared, yeah. Or, convenient isn't the word I'm looking for, but when it it is opportune to do so. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Looking through the book, saying a song about it. Okay, you may write up to two more aspects and choose a stunt if you wish, or you may do that during play. Okay, so if you guys have any more ideas for what good aspects for your guys might be, or if we think that these... these, Well, Thony actually already did. Thony has four already. We've got uh, Changeling, Bounty Hunter, and... Uncertain Duality as the High Concept in Trouble, and then for Aspects, we've got Wizard Hunter and Last Son of the Spring Court, which makes me so happy I can barely express it. Um, Dylan, did you want to come up with another Aspect or two for Solomon? So far, we have got... Go ahead. Uh,
1: Yeah, I kind of want to come up with... um, like a day job sort of thing. Sure. Um, Works hard for the money. Well maybe maybe something like that because i mean the wardens get paid
3: so yeah, they maybe, get a stipend
1: maybe full time warden and then uh i don't know like this, okay, this well, can't here's... be a character that just goes around being
0: magic police uh, right so, like does his politicking. yeah there's got to be more to him than that okay well here's 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 my question um He's a warden, and he's got these very powerful and very driven political ambitions. Does he... What's his face to the mortal world? Like, does he interact with vanilla society at all? Is he a politician in the regular world, or just magic, or... Mm
3: -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's...
2: That's pretty... I think it'd be pretty cool if you were a human politician.
1: Yeah, just sort of, like, trying... (laughs) Yeah. Um. Hmm. So, yeah, that 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 is an interesting
0: idea. Yeah, or or you could be you know someone who's climbing the ranks in magical society, but you could be a complete schmuck in vanilla society.
1: Right. Uh, be yeah, them, the, the, the only dealing the only trouble the, I have ahead. with the idea of being a human politician is then like, like that the, that the, is a character. Yeah, that, those
0: two pools merging.
1: Yeah, that that is a character that has a spotlight, like, has eyes on them all the time.
0: From both worlds, yeah. And,
1: and so then you end up, like, trying to be this magic police and running around
0: with this cloak and this sword. And, like, regular people going, what the fuck? Oh, dude, that could be it, though like, walking the razor's edge or walking a fine line or something like that because you're constantly having to make sure that you look good in both societies. Yeah. Just an idea. I don't know. Mm,
1: I don't know. I I think that gets a little too... I think that's that's a little too tough to balance.
0: Okay, fair. Totally fair. Um, Let's see... Well, actually, I think we might already have four for you, because we have got – well, wait, no, because we merged ambitious, magical politician gunning for Merlin. Right. Um Fayette is your trouble and you've got warden of the white council as as your sort of basic aspect so yeah let's let's get one more one more thing in there and i think given that everything about you so far is pretty magical maybe maybe something about how you interact with vanilla society would right, be
1: sort of mundane
0: yeah um night
1: manager at ikea what if he's an academic Ooh. what if he's
0: uh oh my god is he like a political history professor uh, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, because he's seen, like, well, how old is he, first of all?
1: Uh, I was thinking, like, mid-thirties. Oh. So he'd like, be pretty
0: fresh. Oh, okay. And he's he's thinking he can combine, like, his academic acumen with the history of politics, because he's got, like, it would, 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 like, give him an understanding of savvy and how things should work, or something right. like that? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Or or even maybe like even maybe a, a philosophy.
0: Ooh sort of thing. Oh, sort like
1: of. Like this, uh, this is a man who valley. who like in his off time is reading Locke and and
0: Hobbes. I like that. Okay, so uh yeah, professor Philosophy professor at uh at Landport U.
1: <laughs> Are we actually calling it Landport?
0: I would really like to call it Landport. If you guys don't want to, that I don't care. Portland? Portland it is. Portland. So, philosophy professor at, uh, is it called Portland University? I don't know. I'm ashamed. I was an Oregonian for a while. I should know this. You. Oh, Oregon State University. Thank you, Deej. Okay. Yeah, yeah. At OSU. So, yeah. Uh, his philosophy professor at OSU. Okay. Okay. I like that a lot. I see that as being ripe with potential. Mm-hmm. For me, not for you. Let's see here.
1: Uh, yeah, oh, I, I don't know see. how I'm going to spin that for my own gains, but I'll figure something out, I'm
0: sure. Well, dude, can you spin everything about your real life for your own gain? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> you do have a pretty good bonus tier, Clever. Okay. Let's see. Um, we have got our uh, blah, 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 our stunts. We have got our aspects. Let's talk a little bit, and I think we're going to have to wrap up in a little bit here, not like right now, but um, downslope it a little bit. Yeah. Let's yeah, yeah. talk a little bit about what magical society and our version of Portland is like. Because we mentioned that the humidity and the strong – because although although Portland is a, is a very beautiful and modern city, it's also smack in the heart of you know possibly some of the last real wilderness in America. Right. Um so what's I would imagine that magical society there is very nature based, very friendly to that. A lot of hippies, a lot of druids. Yeah. Tony, what do you what do you think?
2: I think that's good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
2: so what do you what are you really asking of us right now?
0: Well I'm just I'm just saying, um let's see. What Well so uh, one of
1: the one of the things that uh I remember Critical Hit doing was establishing very specific locales.
0: Yes, they came up with the, the postmodern cafe and, and stuff like that for Modern City. So what's what's going on? What's a good uh, like hub for magical culture in our version of Portlandia?
2: It's it's like MacInally's, but it's a uh, it's a coffee shop.
0: Oh god, it's a hipster coffee shop.
2: that that's that that that. that uh, oh god.
0: Uh, you're right. But, coffee, it. It's it's um
2: what's that word that that Starbucks says? The like coffee that's good, like they don't use like slave labor for their coffee. Aurelica right, like,
0: beans. Free trade.
2: Free trade. It's it's free trade coffee.
0: Is that is that that's just what it's called?
2: No, that's what they serve, free oh, trade. and okay, then
0: free trade coffee. Okay, yeah, we need I think it has to be called
1: Uh, something really pretentious and I can't think of anything
0: oh yeah um let's see what what's that Tony
2: magic beans oh
1: (laughs) yeah no that's perfect
0: it's so perfect I'm so mad about it
1: yeah I feel like that's gonna be a lot of this campaign (laughs) because because that's I feel like that's True to the tone of the Dresden Files.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that would happen. That's a yeah. Oh, and for for the record, for uh, for those listening, the uh, Critical Hit episode we're mentioning is, I believe, it's number one eighty five. I can look that up, but I believe it is called uh, "Welcome to Modern City." And it does a really good job of uh, explaining how fate works and how you put together this uh, thing with your friends. The reason I'm rambling is because I'm typing as I speak. It's number 289. I was way off. The critical hit number 289, Welcome to Modern City. It's really entertaining, and it's a really good explanation of how this works. Okay, so Magic Beans. Who runs Magic Beans? Is it staffed entirely by Magic Folk? Is it, is it owned by Magic Folk but run by mortals?
1: It's a front for the Winter Court. Oh, dang. No, it can't be. They wouldn't do something. They wouldn't.
0: But, wait, that, that's got to be Summer Court, if anything. But, yeah, because they thought it was funny. Yeah. Which is more of a Summer Court thing. Absolutely. Yeah, okay, and, I like that a lot. The, yeah
1: the oh god the beans are grown in
0: fairy ah <gasps> fake
2: coffee oh uh,
0: nice. this is so good this is so good <laughs> yeah. okay yeah front for the summer court they always seem kind of busy
1: but like they never go mainstream like you never hear anybody talking about magic beans
2: jackie jackie wants to throw her hat in the ring as the barista yep <laughs> this coffee Perfect. place once she actually joins in absolutely
0: <laughs> <Perfect>. absolutely <laughs> when, you you just want to be an npc
2: <laughs> no i mean like like i mean isn't that one of the big aspects of yeah of, of of fate is that you know we have these roles and it's like mac mac is is kind of an npc but
0: until later on yeah <laughs> you're absolutely right
2: to to the and you know that that they're setting him up for something big
0: right. later on down the line. I've got ideas about what Mac is, actually, but we won't get into that here. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. They use beans grown in the Feywild, and they're enchanted so that everybody remembers like how to get there, but never can spread the word, that's how they stay so indie. That's how they don't go mainstream. It's like a glamour.
1: Yeah, I don't think we need to even explain it like that much. I think it could just be this weird hipster hole in the wall coffee just, shop that just weird, okay.
0: always seems really busy. Okay, and, and
2: serves only only people who are magically inclined.
0: Oh, so a vanilla mortal can't can't get a cup of Joe at Magic I Beans? Like,
2: I feel like that's well, I don't know. Like, no, well, I, about, I think, uh, I think a ahead.
0: random hipster off the street can get in there, but but it's difficult. I,
2: yeah, i my god, only
0: if they're a certain <laughs> level of hipster.
2: Sure. I would argue. Most hipsters are magically inclined.
0: <laughs> fair, well. fair. Okay, how about how about just people in the supernatural community? Like, if, if you're aware of what's going on, you can probably get in.
1: Yeah, and I imagine yeah. like there are some low level fae who hang out there, or yeah,
0: there's, like stuff like that. Serves magical community. Well, and one more thing that's important to talk about is that. um places have aspects as well. Oh god. And uh, yeah, what? it's well and we don't have to use that if we don't want to. That's that's the really the beauty of the system is that it's so modular. You can just drag and drop whatever I mean, you that want. That sounds
1: kind of cool, but also really difficult to keep track okay,
0: of. Well, let, me, let me let me give the example um, that I can remember. Um, they're talking about in the book, if you're in a warehouse, let's say that the warehouse has three aspects. <laughs> <of them.
1: laughs> you 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 said warehouse, and I thought of a person turning into a house. Uh A
2: warehouse. Casey? Casey? Yep. I'd like to change my (laughs) character to warehouse.
0: Oh, God, that's fantastic. I'm so sorry. Don't you dare. Okay, let's, let's say you're in a warehouse... And um, I haven't looked into the mechanics of this because I knew we weren't going to be playing today, but um, places have what are called floating aspects that you can name. Or So let's say your you name that the warehouse's aspect is dark, but then if somebody wants to set it on fire, its aspect will become on fire. And you can use that like you would one of your own aspects. You can okay. say, I'm going to use the fire to uh, burn stuff.
1: I'm going to use the fire that exists here and just manipulate that rather than creating fire. Exactly. It's
0: freaking like ex- exactly. God, Dylan, I love you. Yes, that's that's precisely what I meant. I was just articulating it poorly so we both get equal credit for the idea. Hooray. Nope, all mine. All yours. Okay. Um so yes, the city will have stuff like that. Um what is the let's see here. Another thing that we need is um Trouble for the city. We need we need two okay. kinds of trouble. We need a real and present threat, which was articulated in Modern City as zombie alligators in the swamps of uh, Louisiana, I believe. Um, something that's very real and happening on a regular basis right now, and like an overarching kind of threat um, that could possibly be used for later storylines or plot lines or whatever. Well,
2: so, how about that? There is a an unusually high magical presence in this city that has been unseen before creating a lot of uh... warlocks uh, who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Okay, I like that. Dylan sounded like he was about to say something. Dylan? Um,
1: No, I like the idea of of, like, the many warlocks um... And and calling, calling this area like a a a, a vortex of wizards or or a vortex mm, of a magic nexus. or something like that. Yeah, magical nexus. I like that. I, I think that gives us two very strong, like a, a clear and present danger, and also the the overarching thing.
0: It's both. Hooray! Yeah, and I really like the idea of. Uh of how that would manifest to the vanilla mortals, because I I like the idea of, like, this little chump manifesting these magical powers, not because of his bloodline or whatever, but because Portland is weird, and something terrible happening. Like, like he manifests fire powers and accidentally burns down his house or whatnot. So to the rest of society, it just looks like terrible, inexplicable things are happening, but it's really because these people are coming into powers they don't know how to use or control. Also,
2: because of this... The Wi Fi is really shitty all over the city.
0: Fantastic, <laughs> terrible Wi Fi.
1: Does Magic uh, Bean have a free Wi Fi thing, or is that would that get fucked up by all the magic folk?
0: Um, that might be something we have to pin down later I, I on. Feel,
2: I feel like like the the hipster fairies of Portland would have figured out some sort of magical version of. The internet or Facebook or Tumblr or something Well, no,
1: this is, we we said 90s, right? Like, there's no Wi-Fi at all.
2: Oh, that's a point.
0: Uh, Yeah. Oh, and we don't have to do it, because, like, this is the first time in two hours that's been brought up. That's true. So, if that's not, it's super important to us. I'm not worried about it. Yeah.
2: Well, hipsterism isn't really a thing early
0: 90s. No, it's not. We'd have all the grunge people down from Seattle. No, no, no. I, I I like modern day. I like, um... Oh, what if there's like a parallel magic Wi-Fi? God. Something, 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 something.
3: I don't know. That I feel like there's...
0: straight into the paranet. Exactly. I I like that, or that like it turns out because they haven't addressed that a lot in the books because as we know, wizards and technology don't go well together. But what if like. If a fairy holds your phone, like you instantly just have full bars and 4G, like they're just like natural Wi-Fi of, conductors. Yes, of course, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the Wi-Fi is actually incredible, and nobody knows where it comes from. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so- natural Wi-Fi that's going on there. That's really dumb, and I love it. It's fantastically stupid.
2: I have no idea, like, where we're going to use that.
0: Oh, we'll find a way, baby. (laughs) It'll come up, man. Oh, I I actually have an idea right now that I'm not going to mention, because that would spoil the fun. Uh, But I have to write it down. So you guys talk about something for a second while I write that down. Be entertaining. Go.
2: So Dylan, how was the job what's up how's the job
0: it's it's going well um
1: awesome. it's yeah i talked to a representative from tesla motors not too long ago so that's pretty cool
2: you you thinking of getting a tesla or working for tesla
1: uh neither they are uh giving us a donation they're not giving oh. us a car but well, it's that's really awesome. the next best thing
0: yeah. Okay, I'm back. Awesome. Hi, Casey. All right. Hi, all my buddies. And uh, that actually is.
3: Buddies. Really so cool.
0: Okay. Um. We. I think we should. We should probably define like one more thing or place about uh, about Portlandia, and uh, then probably call it a day because this is going to be a nightmare for Dylan to edit as it is. Um. So we have got. <laughs> Okay, so we've got oh, magic beans. <laughs> <laughs> um, we need one more. So, so that's where like the uh, the magical community meets and the sort of underground scene. What's um, what's an ass Not an aspect like in game terms, but I mean, what's like a thing about the city? Because I mean, they've got. Um, I've got a lot of museums and a lot of stuff there. It is it is very culturally yeah. um involved. It is. There could be like a museum where weird weird stuff keeps yes. finding its way there.
1: Yes, a museum of odd history.
0: Museum of oddities. Yes. Yeah. Museum like of that. odd history. I like that. I like really? that a lot. Museum. Just spelled museum, misspelled it as I was writing it. Well done.
1: But yeah, yep. like even even just even more so than like just weird artifacts, but also like chronicling strange events
0: and things yeah. like that. The Tunguska event, the yeah. dance plagues, all kinds of stuff. A uh, museum of weird history. I like that a lot. And is that a vanilla institution that's just latched on to weirdness? Is that run by somebody? I think that's
1: I think that's our our connection to mortals. I think that's our okay uh are are sort of it's the hub. type characters,
0: yeah, the hub between uh mortals and the supernatural aspect, yeah, I like that a lot, Sony, what do you think? anything to
2: add? uh I was thinking that some location for the white council to meet would be a good idea <gasps>
0: oh, what if uh there was an exhibit at the Museum of weird history, and it's like this mystic- like they have the round table or something, and that's where the White Council meets. Like they, like like they put it up like it's an exhibit, but they actually use it.
1: I, I don't know that that's because that that implies some cooperation with this museum. I think this museum is just like an, an outsider looking in, going,
0: oh. oh, okay, it's not like involved. No. Okay, fair so enough. I,
1: I think maybe like a convention center or something like that.
0: Convention center. I'm trying to think, um, Powell's Bookshop, and we don't want to, I, I don't want to draw on too much, because I love Portland to death, but I don't want to draw too much on actual um, right. Portland so, bric-a-brac. Okay, yeah. so yeah, um, a place for the White Council to meet. Cause, so we've got the, we've got Magic Beans, which is where the riff-raff and the, the, um, the sort of just average Magical Joe meets. We've got the Museum of Weird History, which is where the Vanilla World can come and experience a little taste of something else. And so now we need a place where the hoi polloi of Magic Society um, broker their deals and ply their trade and 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 whatnot.
1: Well, so we know we know the White Council have their headquarters in Scotland.
0: Sure. Um,
1: and there's not. It's it's strange because they don't seem to have like field offices. Yeah, just because, field agents. Right, because if they if they did, there would be one in Chicago, but there's not. Right.
0: Um Okay, so this is the first one, maybe. Like after and I I like about setting this in the modern day is that we can take the context and the events provided by the books and, you know, pick and choose what we, what we want to acknowledge and what we want to not. Sure. But, you know, all the trouble that the white council has been having with the black council and all of that. Um maybe they realize they need to change because you know they've been operating the same way for what hundreds, thousands of years. So maybe they realized we really need field offices, we really need branches. Sure. So maybe maybe the one that we're putting up here in Portlandia is like the uh the flagship field office. And
1: and maybe that's something that I've been lobbying for.
0: Yes. I love that. Let's see here. So um no it, it can't be an actual ship that's that's too much no it, 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 <laughs> not have a field pirate boat <laughs> but I want one
1: I do too okay let's see um <laughs> maybe that's what I was lobbying for in
0: reality could be <laughs> uh, let's see could it be not not like a not like the old like the Diogenes club um what's a place Maybe like a, maybe it's disguised as a country club because you know the the white the white councilor they're pretty high on themselves yeah. mostly or or they're at least run by people who are so they would want plush accommodations they would want liquor on hand they would want fine Corinthian leather yeah okay so let's yeah. say it's um some kind of country club in a state and if we don't like that we can change it later Tony, what do you think I like it okay what do we call this. Um
1: It's gotta be something
0: with the initials WC. Yeah. The the Walter Cronkite Memorial Country Club.
1: Does Walter Cronkite have a connection to
0: Portland? He does now, baby. Okay.
2: <laughs> Great. Wait, I got it. I got, what it. You get, I
0: what got you, it. What is it?
2: The weed connoisseurs. Uh,
0: no. No. <laughs> Vetoing. Yep.
2: But it's Portland related. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> you got your warehouse. What more do you want from me? Uh let's see. WC Oh, West Coast. Sure. Uh, yeah, and we can we can play around with that if we don't like it, because that 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 didn't completely click, but there's something there. So the WC um Country club and estates, I think. Oh, and that can be. Well, now wait a minute, because would the magical populace, like the hoi polloi, you know, the the upper crust, mm-hmm. would they? Because if there were estates, would they all want to live together or like near each other?
2: Um, I would think about it. I don't
0: no? know
1: that that sort of gets into some weird, like Illuminati territory.
0: That does. Okay, so let's just let's just stick with. Um...
1: I, I think the idea is to have somewhere where like the white council can come together and meet sure or or well, just in general like show up oh, so here's an idea since yeah. portland is a is is a metropolitan area there are many people who go there just normally maybe it's a hotel ooh i like that like maybe it's this place well, where white council agents can come and stay but they don't
0: live there. They don't kind of like... a safe house. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. I liked the idea of the country club because that would be the perfect excuse to not admit just anybody. Right. Like, but uh, I actually kind of really like that the the hotel it's, idea. Yeah,
1: it's prohibitively expensive.
0: Is yeah. the only thing. Oh, exactly. It's it's uh, it's exorbitantly expensive. Yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah, it's... I
0: like that a lot.
1: Right. So it's this weird
0: establishment that stays in business and nobody's sure how. Okay, so the W C, which are my initials backwards, which makes me happy. Um, the W C, hmm, arms or sweets or something. Th- throw ideas at me. Funny I like people. I like sweets.
1: Um, um I want to say I want to say something with like loft.
0: Ooh, because that's a fun word. That is a fun word. Um. Water, water, chestnut sweets. No. Westfield West. Carter. Westfield Carter? Yes. Okay, who's Westfield Carter? That's uh, the name West... of
2: the hotel. <laughs> what was that? It's the name of the hotel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it is because it's the field office. On the west, I like that. Okay, it's yeah. the
1: Westfield Carter Hotel.
0: Westfield Carter Hotel. You guys are so brilliant. Okay, the Westfield uh, Carter Hotel. And what 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 would happen if a vanilla mortal, like with just too much money, walked in? And, well, they'd be booked up, wouldn't they? Okay, never mind. That's well, done. no, like
1: I I think it's I think it's totally like a viable business, right? Like <laughs> For they, laundering. They, they reserve. Like some of the upper floors for the the magical community,
0: right? And there's a whole like the upper floors aren't even floors. Like there's one that's way bigger than it should. Or like the top three floors are actually just a, like a small series of huge rooms where sure. there's a, like a menagerie. Or you the, know, like the a, elevator
1: there's... goes up. Like there are there are seemingly twenty stories, but the elevator only goes to floor fifteen and then the roof.
3: Exactly.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great.
2: Wait, but 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 it's it's a hotel run by wizards. Right. Is electricity gonna work there.
0: Uh, something something magic.
2: Okay. Yeah, so I, I
0: think. T- yeah, I mean, like. Uh, okay. Well, here's 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 my thinking.
1: Um, Dresden could walk around like police headquarters and things.
0: Yeah, he could. And here's my thinking is that magic is a natural property of the world, right? In, in the series and in right, our game yeah. here, so to me, the understanding that it affects other natural phenomenon phenomena in this certain way implies that we can work around that. Like we know electricity works in this certain way and it does this certain thing, so we can ground it and we can coat things in rubber and whatnot. We've so found I would some kind of magical insulation. Exactly, we have found magical insulation, and the uh, the White Council has gone to great expense to get this magical installation running. They've been trying. They've been trying for 100 years. Mm-hmm. So this being their flagship field office, it gets the very best. And you know what? Sometimes maybe it doesn't work. Yeah, but like most you, of the time it does.
1: You bring in your fucking iPhone, that thing's going to get fried. Exactly. Like, we, we have people check their fancy devices at the door. Exactly.
0: Okay, I like that a lot.
1: We we bill it as a social club, and you check your electronic devices at the door so that you're not looking at them while you're on the premises.
0: I like that a lot. The, uh, what about the Westfield Club and Hotel? Yeah. Okay, sure. Or we could keep Carter, whatever you- I mean, I'm, I'm not the
1: I like you. Westfield Carter just because it's, like,
0: that it sounds, sounds like, a, like a
1: hotel name. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, fantastic. And, and
1: maybe this is- yeah. Like, maybe Westfield Carter is is the proposed name for this chain of hotels that we're going to start opening as our oh field offices.
0: Oh my god, that's amazing! Hotel chain, field yeah. offices.
1: It's like the Hilton, but fancier. Oh
0: my god. You guys are brilliant. This has been so much fun. I'm excited. This
1: is going to be ridiculous.
0: Like, I have legitimately forgotten we're recording through, like, most of this, because I'm just having so much fun with my friends, and I love you guys so much. Yeah, no, I love this. This This is great. This is think, this is great.
1: I think we've built some really interesting things, and I, I want to see
0: where you take them. Well, and more than interesting, I think they'll be a lot of fun to play with, and yeah. I think that's, yeah. Because when I read these books, you know, with no context, it's really overwhelming, and it's like, I don't know how to make a whole city. That seems really intimidating. But uh, but this has been a lot of fun. Um, Tony, any, any final, any things you want to throw in there? Any, anything you'd like uh, for Portlandia to have?
2: Nope, I'm good.
0: Okay. Well, then you know what, gentlemen? I think we're going to wrap it up for this installment of... Oh, we never even said the thing! Uh, In homage to Jim Butcher's original title for the first Dresden Files book, uh, we are going to tentatively call this podcast Semi-Automagic, Inc. So, if anybody ever listens to this, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed.
2: In the future, like our Facebook page, whenever the Facebook page comes up. Exactly. On Twitter... All those things. I'm going to start those up directly. I
1: feel like we're forgetting something. Are we? I feel like we're forgetting some part of this, but I can't put my finger on it.
0: Some part of which thing? Of the game or of podcast?
1: Of the game. Of the
0: game. I'm actually playing the game. Well, no. Oh, oh,
1: like party creation. Like, do we want to handle my character and, and Tony's character meeting... In in our first session, or do we want to establish
0: us as a pair that have I met? And... Th- uh, I think it would be more interesting and, frankly, more logical if you guys knew each other, because, mm-hmm. and, and this is my logic and it could be wrong, so feel free to correct me, But if Solomon is a politician, he wants to be a man of the people, he wants to know what's going on in his town. And so I feel like he would be very aware of Magic Beans and be Mm -hmm. there all the time. And, uh, Tony, I I, I just realized that I accidentally wrote your character in my head as working at Magic Beans, and that's completely unfair. That's not true. You're a bounty hunter. I know that. So, um...
2: Here here is
0: my idea. Oh, it could have a bounty board. Go ahead. What's your idea?
2: Yeah, um... We know of each other, not necessarily know each other, and we both meet meet each other going after the the same target.
0: Um, why don't we jump to met each other going after the same target? Okay, like that can be a story that you guys you know put together as the thing goes on.
2: Right, so are we... we're not partners, we're not... You're
0: acquaintances. We have worked together in the past. And perhaps we'll find reason to do so again in the future. Okay. Okay, I like that a lot. I'm also adding uh, that there's a bounty board at Magic Beans, and it's coded in such a way... That, like, if a vanilla mortal were to walk in there, he'd see, like, you know, looking for a roommate, or, hey, want to be the bassist in my band? But really, it's, it's, like, it doesn't even have to be glamored, but it's, like, coded and worded in such a way that those in the know can be like, oh, someone wants me to kill this so, guy.
1: So there's an interesting question. Does this bounty board have, um, like, is anybody free to post up there? Like, who, who is targeting
0: these people and why? I think it's going to be mostly white council.
2: I, I I feel like no, I don't think feel it's going to be White Council because the whole point of what I'm doing is I'm working outside of the White oh, Council. Oh, that's
0: right. That's a point. That's yeah. fair. So, so I think, I think
2: it's th- yeah. It's, go
0: ahead.
2: It's people like like Marconi, who are the underbelly, the magical community, but not necessarily a part of it. Okay,
0: so and we can certainly it's, refine it's, that as we go.
1: And I think the, I, I think it's
0: it sorry, sorry. Go ahead.
1: But, no, you go on. Well, I, I I was just going to say like I think it could also be like members of the fae courts who can't necessarily interact with the rest of the world.
0: Oh, well, uh, guys, we've we've been doing this the hard way. Um Magic Beans is accorded neutral territory. Yeah. Well, right. So I uh, Yeah, so anybody okay. Anybody can come there and post a thing, and if like and if you're if you're a bad guy posting a thing, you're not going to get in trouble just for posting it because it's neutral territory, but like a good guy is free to interfere with the execution of whatever it is you want posted sure or That's... not that sounds clunky
1: uh yeah no i i think I think it has some sort of vetting process okay, uh, so if it's going to be a court of neutral territory, we have to come up with like who owns this place right and and why.
0: Okay, maybe it's not maybe maybe that's uh in the future maybe it wants to be accorded neutral territory
2: like, like and like max wasn't accorded neutral territory until the war started so right so you know
0: okay, so do we want to have it just be aspiring to accorded territory?
2: I don't even say aspiring just the hub of of the magical community in this. Okay.
0: Okay, so that, that would make the bounty board kind of a kind of a free for all, um, especially for uh like as Tony said, for like rogue rogue wizards and so, people who So this bounty board is like magical
1: Hitman Craigslist. Yes. Okay.
0: And I wouldn't I wouldn't say exclusive fact, to no, that.
2: It's go is, ahead. The bounty board is magical Hitman Craigslist. Okay,
0: well that's There's
2: magical it. Wi-Fi in this place.
0: All right, well, Magical Hitman Craigslist. It's been said three times and therefore is true. Yeah. There we go. Craigslist. Okay, fantastic. Um. Yes, uh, we really must wrap it up for a lot of reasons, but yeah. Dylan, uh, do you have, as Dylan is going to be the one handling the, the podcast production uh, aspect of this, do you have any idea uh, where people can find this, where you're going to be putting it, or will that come later when we...
1: Um, I think that'll, that'll probably come later.
0: Um, okay. I don't want to then make we can... specific promises about, about
1: sure. things, but I will, I will come up with a download link and I'll be just, I'll find places to put this. Um, I'm going to try to find a way to get it on iTunes because of course,
0: right. um, yeah, please please do. And we'll all, you know, plug it on our various Facebooks and, and Twitters and whatnot. So we'll we'll do that. And we can we can we can cut all this out, or not if you're not inclined to. I don't care. Okay, very good. Then um I think that is a really good first session. We got a lot accomplished. I was super nervous going into it, but you guys, true to form, just took it and ran with it, and I am so happy and proud to know you guys. This is amazing. Yep. Yeah, this is great. We've come up with a whole thing. So we will meet next time, and until then. Keep on...
2: Keeping on.
0: Magicking. I almost said wizen, like wizarding, but that wouldn't have... That's different. That's That's a different different. thing. Different thing. I mean, people are going to keep on doing that anyway, but that's, you know, kind of... I'm going to go do that as soon as we're done. Yo.